Hello and welcome back to the final episode of The Overshare for 2020. This is going to be a really fun episode, I've never been so excited to record, I think it's going to be really helpful and a bit of fun. So as you might have guessed from the title, the theme is surrounding the best life hacks of 2020 and these are ranging from habitual practical things to the best apps and websites people have found that have changed their life in a small but very transformational and revolutionary way. So without further ado, I will start with the apps, websites and techie things that people have sent in and suggested. So the first one, I actually cannot believe how many people didn't know this. I thought this would be a really boring one to include because everyone would already know it, but apparently not. So prepare to have your life changed if you didn't know already. But when you're recording a voice note on WhatsApp, which is such an efficient way to catch up with someone, if you find that the voice note keeps cutting out on you, it's because what you need to do is you need to press and hold the microphone and then slide your thumb or finger up until the padlock appears which means it's locked in your voice recording and it will just keep going hands-free until you press send which kind of opens up the world to a flurry of audiobooks via whatsapp I remember I told my friend and received a 36 minute voice note in return so prepare yourselves but I think that is actually very life-changing and also a lot safer you don't have to just be holding your phone and stuff so that's very important one swiping up for your voice notes on whatsapp the next app is called borrowbox and my lovely flatmate recommended this to me and borrowbox is a app which is connected to your local public library so audible which has loads of audiobooks that you can buy and rent um borrowbox is the public library so all you have to do is register with your local public library online i think you just need your postcode and it gives you a pin and then you download the app, put the pin in and you've got all the resources of your local public library on this app and they're all free. So you can have audiobooks and ebooks, and there's all sorts of resources. Obviously, the bigger city you live in, the more resources you'll have. And sometimes the really popular books aren't available for that day, but they might be in a couple of weeks. So you can kind of reserve them and it's just so, so helpful and has definitely changed my life in terms of not having to buy books that you won't like, being able to test out books um, and get a feel for them. You can kind of extend your renewal, return them early so that the person who's queued it gets it back. It's just a really, really good system and I think hopefully supports the local library as well. So definitely recommend that. So thank you to my lovely old flatmate Bert for that one. The other app, oh, All Trails. So this is finding walking routes. So it's not like Strava, it's more let's say you wanted to meet a friend it's very apt for these times because we can only really meet people outside so if you wanted to meet a friend in some sort of natural beauty spot or or kind of national trust or parkland whatever if you look on all trails it has all sorts of suggested routes from previous walkers and cyclists um and it's so good and you can kind of start the route and it will kind of guide you around and some of them have a lot of historical information as well if that's your thing otherwise you can just follow the directions but it's really good because it'll say you know when you get to the house with the yellow door turn right and it kind of makes it well much harder to get lost but also a bit more enjoyable and interactive so all trails all trails has been great and also suggested was footpath which is a similar app 
um, but I think you can also plot a route's distance on that one as well, which you can do on your phone, you don't need to do on a laptop, which is super good. Another app which was suggested is called Echo, which you can apparently grab your repeat prescriptions on that, which sounds amazing, so definitely worth looking at. Next up, I have written down the Simple Politics Instagram page. So this page is so informative and so easy to digest and share with people. And actually, kind of pre-COVID, it was really, really good. And then with all the recent updates and changes, it just illustrates stuff in the most simple, easily digestible way. So it's a Simple Politics is such a good Instagram page to follow for kind of current affairs, especially if you want to watch the news less and just kind of know what the important things were to take away, because it's not propaganda at all. It's um, not divisive or persuasive. It's just very factual and great. So that's a really, really good one. The other app we have recommended is Olio. So this is like a local recycling app. Um, if you're looking to get rid of or purchase something, it's kind of like a cross between Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace. Like it's um, but it's all in your local area. So that's really, really good. And also means that there is less waste going around because there's loads of good stuff on there. It's not just junk. Um, Ring, which is a doorbell app so that you can see who's at the door via your phone. So someone rings the doorbell and it comes up as an app on your on your the app on your phone so it's kind of like a smart doorbell it just makes life so much easier and you can you can talk to the doorbell as well so if you're in the middle of something you can kind of communicate and not miss a parcel for no silly reason next up we have a website called good club and this is an online store where you can buy all sorts of environmentally friendly vegan friendly plant-based stuff that usually is quite expensive in a shop in bulk online which is so good for things like Oatly and any other kind of product that you think is a must-have and that you use lots of it's definitely very good along a similar vein the app too good to go which is basically a redistribution of surplus restaurant food so if you're in London there's so many options and it basically sells the surplus food from that day so it's all fresh but they can't sell it to the customers so you can go and get it at a heavily discounted rate I think you have to collect it yourself but other than that it's just as good as Deliveroo and the food is just as good so big companies like Itsu are on it and there's loads and loads of places who so definitely have a look at that that's too good to go continuing with food and other things like that the deliciously Ella app is actually amazing so it's 99p a month but for that you get tons and tons of really really good recipes you also have guided yoga pilates bar here all sorts of workouts but all sorts of different time lengths as well so if you only have time for like a 10 minute guided flow or something you can kind of filter it all and it's so so good the down dog app is also a really great yoga app that you can do at home i think it has loads of features and i think you can kind of have a really good version of it even if you don't pay for it which is great and it's not just yoga on there there's all sorts of stuff as well and that was recommended a couple of times and just in general really people lots of people wrote in that they've really been enjoying some kind of yoga time mat time and I had a really good chat with a friend about this and we both said how we were kind of OG yoga haters thought we'd hate it but now it's definitely a real luxury to be able to do it and just no better way to start the day whether it's kind of 15 minutes and we also said that you know you used to kind of want to do two things at once I used to want to listen to a podcast whilst doing yoga but actually to get the best benefits definitely do it in silence and and listen to the guide 
or your own breathing as well because I found it to be incredibly helpful especially before working from home it just really breaks up the day so following on from that a lot of morning routine chat which is so good love to hear it because I'm a big morning routine fan and Sophie from Evergreen Coaching on her episode which was a couple of episodes ago said how important that is to establish a morning routine which you can keep up and works really well for you on nearly everyone's morning routine suggestion was two things one getting outside and that fresh air and or going for a walk moving your body I absolutely love my morning walk and if I don't go for it I'm so grouchy I definitely need to be booted out of the house and I think having spoken to lots of friends I think they all share a similar opinion that it's very transformational to be able to go for a walk and therefore be in a much better mood and it also means if you just get caught up and are so chocker at work and you can't kind of afford yourself a, a break at lunchtime you've already done it you've already accomplished something which is not any great mentally thinking like you're not a failure before you've even started the day at work um, but it just kind of gives you lat up later in the day and I also think it's great to stop you going on your phone first thing because you kind of if you do want to go on it, just check it while you're walking or put a podcast on. I think I've almost been able to read a book a week on audio um, by walking before work, which is so good. I absolutely love it. And it's just a really still and calm way to start the day. Along similar calming lines, I have found that listening to ocean waves at bedtime really helps me fall asleep I think it's something to do with regulated breathing I once read that people who live near the sea have much better mental health because of the regulation in their breathing because they can hear the waves that's definitely not how it was told to me but that's all I can remember from it but the best thing about that is if you listen to podcasts or anything as you're going to bed and you're like oh I don't want to you know be woken up by it in a couple of hours so many people don't know about the sleep timer which is ridiculous so basically on spotify or apple or whatever if you swipe up there will be the option and it's normally a crescent moon kind of shaped thing the option to put on a sleep timer for let's say 30 minutes it means it will stop after that time and you don't have to worry about turning it off yourself and normally nine times out of ten you'll have fallen asleep before it stops which is just so, so good. And it means you can pick up where you left off the next time. The final thing for kind of technology was that um, turning off your red receipts on WhatsApp is very liberating. I did it a while ago and I think it's so good. It kind of removes the obligation to feel like you have to reply instantly and also removes the kind of desire for other people to reply as quickly because you kind of value what they might be thinking about having to be on their phone and stuff so yeah definitely turning off your red receipts on whatsapp is so good i know some people might find it annoying but i think actually it's really good for people's well-being to just be able to kind of set some boundaries on technology which is so so difficult so some kind of work accessory things because everyone's working from home lots of people said that a laptop stand and phone holder for their desk and for their car actually have been so good and i know that my work environment I can't concentrate if it's not quite right or if I feel like my neck's aching or something so that's a really good one I also have a saddle chair which if you kind of google saddle chair it's like a stool that you'll see that hairdressers or dentists use and it basically like the shape of a saddle um, and it means that the comfiest way to sit on it is with really good posture and I love it it's so good and it helps me concentrate because I don't have to keep shuffling around finding comfiest way to sit in my seat for hours on end 
just going back to the morning routine thing someone suggested this is such a good idea um making a snow angel in your bed to kind of make it before you get out of it not only is that really efficient but probably warms you up a bit as well and one more thing which i absolutely love is actually um from oprah winfrey's book so my lovely wonderful friend meg got me this book um and there's this little bit in it which i love and it's all about creating your own four star and five star experiences i don't know what year this book was published but now kind of given the restrictive times we're in i think it's so apt and it basically talks about creating these experiences which you deem to be four and five stars that you can kind of have for free wherever and whenever um so i can read you an example but a really good one is kind of if you if you want your morning coffee if that to you is a four star experience and not having it would kind of make you grumpy then it's definitely worth doing so the book says being aware of and creating four and five star experiences make you blessed for me just waking up clothed in the right mind being able to put my feet on the floor and do what needs to be done right there is five stars so a strong cup of a strong cup of coffee with the perfect hazelnut creamer four stars going for a walk through the woods with the dogs unleashed five stars sitting under my oaks reading the paper four stars a great book five hanging out with friends at the kitchen table talking about everything and nothing five stars doing good things for other people five stars the enjoyment comes from knowing the receiver understands the spirit of the gift what I know for sure is that pleasure is energy reciprocated. What you put out comes back. Your base level of pleasure is determined by how you view your whole life. More important than 2020 eyesight is your internal vision, your own sweet spirit whispering through your life with guidance and grace. Now that's pleasure. And I love that because it's all about creating it for yourself and not relying on other things, which I think it's very easy to become such a pessimist, being like, well, I can't do that because nothing's open and I can't do this. So the perfect coffee is definitely one for me. I know that it probably would be better for me to give it up, um, caffeine and stuff, but I think it makes such a positive difference to my morning that I am going to hold on to that one as a four-star experience. And I just think the kind of fresh air and the benefits of being able to be outside when it's lovely had come up a few times of people and that is their kind of internal five-star experience talking. So creating those four and five star experiences is such a good kind of way of framing it other practical things I'll start with my own one which I'm really proud of and I'm sure other people have been doing this for years but following on from my very successful guide of how to clean your cafetiere by pumping the froth with the device itself on a similar note if you have a Nutribullet or I'm sure this would work with any other blender really that's kind of all enclosed if you have used it for something that's very difficult to rinse, like pesto or a sauce or something, if you get rid of the bulk of it and then put some washing up liquid and water in the Nutribullet and then whiz it round, the whole thing comes out spick and span. I'm not even kidding. It's That, to me, is very life-changing. Also, freezing leftover wine of all different varieties in ice cubes so that you can use them for cooking. Amazing. Also seen that done with pasta water such a good idea and less waste in the process as well another practical one maybe this is more for girls or men with long hair that's grown out throughout lockdown is putting spare hair elastics everywhere because it's such a small thing and there's nothing more irritating than needing one and not having one around so whether if you don't like wearing them on your wrist putting them around your gear stick or in your purse or like attach them to your keys or anything you know that you'll kind of have with you and 
talking about keys, if you need to remember something very important to take with you to work or to wherever you're going the next day, if you put your keys on top of it, you can't forget it because you have to take the keys to leave the house. Hopefully we're all old enough to remember our keys now. And in the spirit of not forgetting things, birthdays is one that I kind of didn't want to delete Facebook because I was like, well, I won't know if it's people's birthdays. So I did this task, which literally probably only took me about 20 minutes. And I went through and I put my close friends and family's birthdays in my phone calendar. So I don't need to rely on Facebook, which is so liberating because I actually don't enjoy going on it and I get really sidetracked. So spend a short while putting your nearest and dearest people you want to wish a happy birthday. Put their birthday in your phone and set it to recur every year. And then, yeah, Bob's your uncle, really. And along a similar note of kind of tasks and time and just getting on with it, um, there are a few kind of mantras that came in about if something takes two minutes or less, just do it now, which I think is so good and so worth it. Um, Tim Ferriss's book talks a lot about the concept of tasks swelling to the size that you allow them to have. I don't know if it's Parkinson's law. Uh, Not sure, but basically... If you're really busy and you have lots to do, you'll get it all done. Whereas if you give yourself a whole day to do a 10 minute task, it will take the whole day. And therefore, if something's only going to take you two minutes or less, just do it now. There are a few more app suggestions that I've just missed, actually, that said Garmin app and Strava, um, which are obviously great for exercise and stuff. Kind of controversial. One of my life hacks of 2020 personally was not running with a Garmin or a smartwatch or recording it in any way shape or form I've developed a real hatred for Strava I think it's just an arrogant bragging platform so when I use Strava I'm just completely private so no one but myself can see it and I think the Garmin app is so clever it tells you so much and if you needed to to monitor anything um, for kind of health reasons that would be really really good but I think it's very easy to get caught up on stats and not enjoy the activity for what it is so whether that's going for a run I think the best runs I've had recently have been without my smartwatch because I get really funny about you know the kind of pace and stuff I come home and I think that was rubbish rather than well done me I went for a run so controversial one but yeah the Garmin Connect app is really clever and I think the thing I've loved most about it is you can create workouts that suit you and you can download them onto your watch and it's so clever and you can kind of pick up and go you don't have to just use it for running or cycling or whatever so that's really really good one um but kind of why I went all funny about Strava was because I just realized that I actually don't care what anyone else's exercise routine is and therefore no one definitely no one cares what mine is so I think realizing that no one really cares what you're up to is actually quite liberating not that people don't care about you but that people don't care what you're up to and I, I definitely go on Instagram a lot less I don't actually care what people are up to sometimes it's nice to kind of be distracted and have a browse but on the whole I think it's just important to kind of enjoy things without social media which is much easier said than done and I'm definitely guilty of still using it a lot but I definitely don't hold it in the same regard that I used to but I understand that in these kind of boring times there's little else to do and another kind of sentiment that has kind of come throughout this year was that if you wouldn't ask for someone's advice don't accept their criticism and that's um kind of derived from Brene Brown's talk about this concept of being in the ring and it's so easy to be influenced by negative opinions but you have to ask yourself well 
do I value like not all opinions carry equal weight and value and it's a great one for when you receive some unsolicited comments or advice thinking of positives every day was another one that came up so kind of forcing yourself to think of something good that happened even if it's super trivial and small which again Sophie um, mentioned in her podcast episode with me which I think is so important because it's very easy to dwell but there is little point in doing so in terms of kind of communicating with friends and multitasking I love this one it said reply to your messages when you're on an exercise bike it's so good when you have your hands free get it all done very efficient way of communicating and exercising I enjoy that and also when I'm cooking I kind of find it's one of two things I either love it it gives me headspace to think about my day or I kind of get frustrated I'm like oh it's just something to do but cooking kind of and watching something or cooking and speaking to a friend on FaceTime is the best thing ever. I made some lovely blinis on FaceTime the other day to my friend Ellie, which was a great way to spend an hour and would definitely recommend it. The last things and suggestions were just about kind of personal hygiene. So kind of making yourself get dressed and, you know, clean and stuff and these tasks that we all dread take a lot less time when we actually just do them. So a lot of similar sentiment there. But yeah, very important to kind of do things that make you feel really good, whether that's changing your bed sheets, washing your clothes, doing your fake tan, I mean, who knows. To finish off, I've got one last piece of advice, which I really, really love. And it's for when you're kind of weighing up whether you should or shouldn't do something or make a decision. Don't think about the worst case scenario, but think about the average case scenario, because that is what is most likely to happen. And if the average case scenario is something you can live with, then go ahead and do it. Apologies, this was very jumbly and I'm aware I've spoken very quickly. I'm sure I will get a comment about that. But I hope they are helpful in whole or in part. And just a little positive to end 2020 and hopefully much more exciting things to come next year. In terms of the overshare, I've got a very talented friend of mine redoing some graphic stuff, which I'm so excited about because I want season two to have a different look to it. But please do send over any suggestions of guests and concepts and things to talk about and say because I think I'm really enjoying it and it's been so lovely to kind of be able to do something with all the spare time that we've had. And as ever, very much appreciate any feedback, positive and constructive as well. So wishing everyone a very, very happy new year and best wishes for 2021.